Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome to the 333rd episode of the Stone Cold Silver Podcast. A lot of threes there. A lot of threes. Um, yeah. So first of all, uh, we've had a lot of weird issues lately. I, you know, with my um, upcoming move and delays on when we're actually releasing episodes or recording episodes. Last week we had. Uh, last week we were delayed. I guess because of the the, the fourth, the weekend of the fourth, I think. And then, yeah. uh, and then we also had issues with the recording itself, where. Um, it just like that that 25 minute episode that we put out ended up taking like an hour to an hour and a half to record because we were just having all sorts of connection issues and everything with your computer. So while I was initially planning to start off the episode talking about some issues that I've been dealing with, do you want to just quickly mention or explain what, what the issue was? Um, you know, I wish I could, I don't even, I don't even know. (laughs) You don't even know yet. I really know. So I, (laughs) Have been so I normally record these on a MacBook Pro from 2017, uh, and that's obviously been the computer I've had all these years. I do all of the recording on there. Normally, it's not a big deal. I also treat it. I treat the laptop like a desktop, so it essentially is always <laughs> plugged in into multiple yeah. um, monitors, and then uh, it's just been really slow recently. Uh, it's one of those things where I reset it, I restart it. Um, I just restart it every day at the beginning of the morning, and then it like sort of degrades in quality. Uh, and then, what, what else? Uh, so yeah, so like typical decided, typical computer crap that you just like you, you you figure out little tweaks and workarounds to get it to do what you want it to do. It's not it's so inconvenient that you can't use it, right? Right, and then. It just became a point where I was like, wait, is it because my OS is the old version? And then I said, all right, let me try and upgrade this, the OS, to the newest one. I think it's Big Sur. Um, okay. You know how Mac sort of has all their, their names, so you never yeah. really know what the heck is going on. It's like, it's like Catalina. Right. It, it, I know it was Yosemite, and then it became Catalina, and I think it's Big Sur now. Um, so I got the update done, but... Every time I would restart the computer, it, I essentially got stuck in this infinite loop so that it would take your uh, username password and then load up to about 40% and then freeze. Now, I was able to uh, boot up in safe mode, but that really didn't make it any better because I'm not going to boot up my computer in safe mode every time. And so... I just took it to the Apple Store today, and they uh, they also noticed that the Apple Store, the Genius Bar, that my computer wasn't sitting flat anymore. Uh, my, you know, it was funny because when I set my computer down to the table, I go, "Is your computer crooked?" Because I'm like tapping my laptop, thinking that like your computer, your table's crooked. They're like, nah, your ba- your battery is swollen, uh, and they're just like, mm-hmm. "Dude, your computer is fat in the middle." And I go, you know what's interesting about that? I thought it was tougher to hit on, like, to like select on my trackpad, um, which I oh, guess wow. is. So they uh, they sent it in, and then um, yeah, so we'll see. 
so that's really the long and short of what it, what the hell happened before. I'll say. I see. Okay. All right. Well, so uh, this episode, while we are actually recording it, probably is maybe not as early as as um, as ever, but much earlier than we typically record. Usually we have to wait till Gordon goes to bed and his bedtime these days has been almost like eight o'clock sometimes later. We got to eat dinner. We're usually sitting down and record at like 9 p.m. Eastern. But today uh-huh. we ate dinner early. Um, Gordon never took a nap, but he'd been at like this kid hates napping. This kid, I think he hates sleeping in general because if he wakes up in the middle of the night, he's crying. He's begging for food. He did it last night. He's begging for, he like woke up at like 11 PM, wanted food, gave him some watermelon. Some, I shouldn't say I gave him some Lena was feeding him the watermelon. I'm sitting there trying to do dishes so that I can go to bed. Um, but yeah, when it comes to nap time at, at home, at least he doesn't like to sleep. He he'll sit there and run around the house, start acting super. You know how we get when we're silly, like at night when we're just like tired, but we're still gaming or something like that, and we just get like yeah. that extra good la- those extra good laughs. That's Gordon when he's like when he needs a nap, but he doesn't want a nap. He just starts. He gets extremely goofy, and it's extremely frustrating because you're just like, dude, sit down, lay down. Are you tired? He's like, no, no. He just sits there, just like he runs. He he tries to like will himself to stay awake. Anyway, um, today it seemed to have gotten the better of him because he went for a very brief walk with his grandma and um, just as they rounded the corner back to the house, he fell asleep. Like they weren't outside for any longer than like five to 10 minutes and he was asleep and he stayed asleep. So we took him to his bed. I changed his diaper, got him to his bedclothes and just put him to sleep and he's he's still asleep. I have the monitor here. But um, yeah, so it's, it's currently 6.30 Eastern and shockingly we're able to record However, um, on Friday, so, so despite all that, this episode is going to get uploaded late. Um, so on Friday evening, I don't know if you had, did you have like a really, really bad thunderstorm on Friday? Yeah. Okay. So it did reach up to you guys too. So we had this like super brief period of extreme like downpour and a lot of thunder and lightning. Um, there was a lot of wind with it. And so it was like, okay you know, we're in for the day, but then like 15, 20 minutes after it started, it it just stopped and it never came back really. And so what we realized, however, was that, um, so like Lena realized first, cause I went out to the house, I went out of the house very briefly and, uh, Lena realized after I left that there was water that had gotten inside of the house at our, at our front door. And it had like, you know, it was, it was a uh, wet underneath our, like our, uh, front entryway mat, and I don't actually know how she noticed it, like what made her notice it. I ran out of the house kind of like in a hurry. So I didn't really like take time to, I mean, I wasn't really, I wasn't going to explore anyway, but nothing felt off to me. But somehow she noticed that there was water that had accumulated there. It's like, oh, great. Our door, you know, the our, our door's acting up again. Now, when we like, we, we got this apart or this, uh, townhouse, uh, we've been here for almost four years now. And over like the first two years, we periodically had this problem with our door. And eventually we just kind of gave up on it. But at some point, like we had our first snowstorm when we, during our first year of living here. And there was snow that had come in through our, through our front door. Because like it was a bit windy and, and there was a little bit of a gap at the bottom left, um, uh, uh, the bottom left uh, corner of our door. And you could see daylight through it. And with the wind that was pushing that that particular snowstorm, it pushed the snow through our through our front door, and it had accumulated along the front along the front entryway of our house overnight when it was snowing. And so we had um, the maintenance people came through and they replaced like the door threshold. They tried to add some like padding, some insulation or whatever, to try to prevent any any uh, you know elements from getting inside the house. Any any you know 
cool or sorry any uh cold air as well as like the you know precipitation but honestly they didn't do that great of a job with it because we could still always feel cold air coming from the front door but we never had that snow problem again well this friday um it seems like that light that we've always been able to see reared its ugly head because with all that rain that we had plus that wind it blew a lot of water into the house um i didn't realize how bad it was until i came home uh, and, and we only, we only realized the true extent of how bad it was because during, so while it was raining, we lost internet. We're like, Oh great. We lost the internet. Right? Like, okay. But we didn't lose power. It's like, okay, well let's at least get the candles upstairs just in case we lose the power and all. Right. Um, so, um, about an hour later, the, the, uh, power, the internet didn't come back. And so I'm like looking it up to see if other people had reported outages in the area and Verizon was like, Oh, everything should be good. Um, so maybe there's a problem you know, maybe it's just a problem in your house. It's like, okay, cool. Got to figure this out now. So I, um, I came down to the basement, which is where our, our um, what do they call it? The optical network terminal is where like the, the primary, um, connection from Verizon from Fios comes into your house. And then it kind of splits up from there for the internet cable, whatever else you have in the house. And so I'm, uh, what was I doing? I, I came down I can't remember why, what I was doing. I guess I just wanted to take a look at the box to see if it was working because I initially thought it was a problem with the router. When I like logged, when I, when I tried to reset the router, it didn't work, which is usually what would solve the problem. You know, like sometimes you lose, you lose the internet, um, for whatever reason, your, your router doesn't like recycle properly and it mm-hmm. stays offline. So I tried resetting the router. I even factory reset the router trying to figure out what was going on with it because it's claimed that there was no ethernet po- uh, plug connected to the router. And I was like, what the hell? Like what kind of coincidence is this that this, the rainstorm knocks out our internet, but it really wasn't the rainstorm that knocked out our internet. Maybe the ethernet cord is bad or something happened, uh, with the router. So I'm trying to diagnose what's going on. I go down to the basement because I'm like, well, let me just check that box to see if like the data light or whatever is on because it has some like little like uh, diagnostic lights on. So I come down and I um I move some boxes to get to get access. And then I'm as I'm like opening this thing up, I start to smell. It's like this smells like wet concrete. And I look down and I realize that the boxes that are there are like soaked in water, like absolutely soaked in water. We just bought a new TV, right? We just bought a new TV and this TV was the first box that was there and the box was definitely soaked. I actually took the TV out and because we hadn't that we never opened it before. Uh, this is like this is a TV that's going to be in our in our family room when we move. Because we hadn't opened the TV yet, there was, you know, styrofoam that was padding it, you know, pulling it away from the uh, the walls and honestly the the water didn't actually like accumulate within the box it really just stayed to the outer edges of the box um so the tv still works but a lot of our boxes that were there were soaked and if you looked at the concrete wall behind the um the this ont the optical network terminal for fios you could see water that had come in from the from the front of the house so this isn't even the front door problem this is a separate problem water had come in from the uh come in into the basement it had, it had gone through the uh, insulation, like the pink insulation mesh that's up there, and it pulled down from the uh, down the concrete directly, like it's literally directly in line with this optical network terminal. Um, then the water continued as well, like in a couple of extra paths, which led to the boxes and all. So I'm like, oh, so this is weird because if I the uh, the the box is still on, right? There's there's a, there are two lights that are still on. So I'm like, well, if it's an electrical problem, it was it wouldn't still be on, right? So I was able to reset that box, and we actually got internet back. I was like, oh, okay. So I guess this is all just a coincidence. Maybe it got wet, 
maybe it shut down for a little bit and somehow recovered and it's okay. Um, but after about five minutes, the internet cut out again. And so uh, I tried resetting it and same thing happened. So then I call Verizon and I get them on the phone and I'm talking with this guy for a while. Um, they, I guess they had to change the way they do diagnostic stuff with files because of COVID because the guy was able to send me a link and I actually had to do this with my, um, my move. So instead of having like sending somebody out to take an assessment of how much stuff you have, they did, uh, what was called a virtual assessment where they just, somebody was able to like take a look at all the, the stuff that we had in our place and make some estimate on how much volume we would need within the moving truck to ensure that they were able to plan accordingly to get our stuff and any other people who could be along the path of our move to their destination on the same truck. Right. Um, and so Verizon does, did the same thing. The guy sent me a link and he was able to um, access my video feed and I was able to show him the box and he goes, oh, um, the he's like, the battery light is on. That light's not supposed to be on. That means your box is running off of the battery because it has, a, it, they also call it a battery backup unit. So it has a battery backup, I guess, in, a, in the event of something like what just happened to us, your service wouldn't be interrupted if something were to go wrong with the power supply. And so that way you can, um, you know, resolve whatever remaining work you have before the internet shuts out or the TV shuts out or whatever it would, whatever would happen. And so, um, he's like, yeah, the battery is the battery. It's running off the battery. Um, can we try a different plug to plug the whole box into to check, to see if it's not the outlet, because obviously there's water damage, maybe the outlet that was busted. I was like, oh, that's a great idea. So plugged it into a different outlet, but nope. Um, it, it it still didn't come come on. I tried plugging something else into like just a phone charger into the outlet where the 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 ONT was plugged into and that was charging my phone just fine. So I was like, okay, so this seems pretty evident then. There's a problem with the power supply of the uh, of this ONT. He's like, yeah, maybe, probably, but um, we still need to continue. He's like, we need to uh, disconnect the battery and confirm that it can't come on. I was like, oh, okay. So he's like, you got to open this portion of the box because there's like. Um, so on this on this files box, they have a user side where you can just kind of use a little um, it, it, uh, um, a uh, a hex nut or it's a hex it's a hex nut that's sealing this door. You can uh, unscrew that and open it up, and you can access a few things. You can just see some lights that are in there. Then there's another side that says for like the service text only, and then the top portion of the box you have to un unscrew with a screwdriver. And this is where you can see the, uh, the the power supply, where you could see the battery and a couple other things that are in there. He's like, you need to disconnect the battery. Well, the battery is plugged in and it's not, it, it's plugged in with this little, um, I don't like this little plastic clip connecting into whatever, into its port. Um, I tried to disconnect this thing and I just couldn't get it out. Like could, I could not disconnect it for my life. I'm sitting there pulling, it's hurting my fingers. Lane had come down, this, uh, just coincidentally she tried, but she couldn't get it off. He's like, really adamant about us getting this stupid thing unplugged and i was like this feels like i'm gonna break it dude um but i bust out some pliers and i was able to pull it out and sure enough the the, the unit went off tried plugging it tried plugging the thing into the wall and it wouldn't come on but he like this whole process in addition to being on hold for a period of time took like an hour this whole call um just disconnecting that battery alone probably took like 10 minutes of just like uh i don't really think i need to do this i don't really know if i want to do this i feel like i'm going to break the thing um because then he wants me to plug it back in at the end. And it was just as difficult to plug back in as it was to pull out. Mm -hmm. uh, and it never came back on. So I'm not even sure if it actually works, if I, if I actually broke something. Because it, either the thing, either the battery died 
or I broke the thing because it, it did not come on whatsoever. Um, anyway, so uh, this is like, this is probably like 9 p.m., maybe 10 p.m. on Friday night. And he's like, okay, so the earliest I can get a tech out to your place is Monday morning. I was like, God, Jesus. Like, of course, everyone's, you know, the weekends, are, of course, would have been booked up already. And uh, so at this point, then it's like, okay, well, what time Monday morning? He's like, well, the earliest is 1030. It's like the windows 1030 to 12 to 12. So it's like, okay, cool. Now we're, you know, I, Lena and her mom are all working from home. So none of us are going to be able to work until the afternoon on, on Monday at the earliest. So um, and it and it all just seems be, to be related to this water that had gotten to our place. You can actually see when I open up this section of the box, I can actually see the water that had accumulated on top of that box. And then the box itself has these little air filters to try to to try to cool the power supply because it's probably going to be the hottest portion or component in this entire unit. So that that is like right on top, and water had dripped directly onto the power supply, which probably got into its internals and fried and fried that thing. And I was like, well. Thank God that our house didn't burn down because that would have been a very p real possibility for this thing to sh like short out and cause a fire. Like, yeah, I, I don't think that's I don't think that's completely unreasonable of a possibility. There's water that had pooled and accumulated underneath the battery of that box. So I just completely disconnected the entire thing. There's no reason for it to be on anymore. But like looking up in our in our um, in our basement, you can actually see daylight. So there's a way. There's like, there's so right up into the edge of our house along the foundation, there's soil. There's, uh, yeah, it's just soil, but there's a gap that's in there. And so when it rained, all that water just came rushing down. You can, you can literally see sediment of soil in that box. When I was like, when he had me like try to remove the battery and other things, I got, I got soil on my hands from that. Um, and then the other thing that happened was as water had come in through the front door, right? We, uh, I realized that we have a car seat that's kind of sitting in the middle of the room, at the, at the storage room, the storage area. So it's nowhere near the other, well, I shouldn't say it's nowhere near the other stuff, but it's not like, it's not touching anything else. It's kind of just sitting there in the middle of this room on its own because we were trying to sell it. So it's a, it's it's Gordon's old infant car seat with a, a stroller. And so it's just sitting there on the box as we were trying to you know get hits on Facebook Marketplace to get rid of the thing. And I realized that there was like wood dust on, on top of it. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And then I touched it and it was soaked. Like it was absolutely soaked. Um, you picked up the, the, the car seat out of its base and there was water that had pooled at the bait, at the bottom of the, uh, the car seat base. Um, and I look up, like it's in the middle of the room, right? But we realized that the water that had come in through the front door must have pooled along the, uh, we have like this little like half wall right at the entryway. The uh -huh. water must have pooled along that half wall, somehow gone in between the floor, come straight down at this point, at this specific point, and the water that came in through the front door that had worked its way through it to the, the front of this front wall, worked its way through the base of, of the floor, down to the ceiling of the basement, and started dripping directly onto this car seat. And then there, uh, you know, there, it's it's all like wood above, and so I guess as the as the water was dripping, any little loose pieces of wood had come down with it which is why i noticed it in the first place and it pulled all all into this car seat and like now we're just like i don't think we should really we should really sell this thing i don't feel comfortable selling somebody a car seat that's like possibly mildewy and moldy or whatever else could be you know in and on it we we tried it but like i don't i don't i, don't, I wouldn't feel great selling that thing so um on top of the on top of the the verizon thing the potential lost sale and 
uh, in addition to the Verizon thing, we might have to pay for it too. Depends on how whatever happens with uh, the tech person. I, don't, I was trying to figure out like from the guy. He's like, he said something like, if it's a an internal component like circuitry damage or something, you're going to be on the hook for it, and it's like a hundred dollars or starting at a hundred dollars for the repair. That's but if bogus. it's a, and then he said, if it's a if it's a Verizon part that's broken, we'll pay for it. And I was like, well. I don't understand the distinction between the two. What does that, what does that really mean? And I was like, because we already know the problem, right? Like, let's just assume it's the power supply. Is that something that we would have to pay for? Or is that something that you guys are going to cover? He's like, honestly, the tech's going to have to make that call. And I was like, I, I feel like, I feel like based off what you said, you you should know the answer. But anyway, um, so yeah, we, we were probably going to have to follow homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance. Not homeowners, yeah, that's what the whole point of that is. Claim for this because, yeah, like with that, uh, the car seat, like that car seat's not cheap. It was like, you know, $400, the car seat stroller things, pretty expensive. And um, I don't think we really feel comfortable selling it at this point. So um, yeah, we'll probably file a claim. Um, we have to kind of wait to see what happens with the Verizon thing tomorrow. Assuming, I'm hoping that they show up and I hope that they show up early so that we're not like, you know, working uh, working late to try to make up for the the lost half a day but yeah that was uh that was our situation on friday it gave me it gave us a little uh taste of <clears throat> what it's going to be like to be a homeowner because right now i mean honestly most of this stuff is on us anyway but i also feel like there i also feel like our landlord kind of on the hook for this a bit like these are these are structural issues with your home we you've known about the door problem for a while um, the fact that I can see daylight through your basement is not a great look anyway. So I'm not really sure if they would pay us for any of this stuff or what, but at the very least, we're going to tell them, let them, you know, make them aware of everything. Yeah. I mean, even with the, uh, ONT stuff, couldn't you, couldn't you file a homeowner's insurance, renter's insurance claim for that? Can you repeat the question? Sorry, I had to cough. I had to mute myself. <laughs> the uh, wouldn't you have to file a renter's insurance claim anyways for the ONT stuff that got wet? For, like if Comcast is uh, going to charge you, couldn't yeah, you yeah, still file true. something for that? Yeah. I feel like yeah, anything yeah, that got damaged, you ought to be filing a renter's insurance claim for. That's the whole reason why you have that. Yeah. No. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's just another thing to do. Right. Yeah, but yeah, that was uh that was our uh, weekend. Then, like you of course realize how how much like you, when you lose a utility, you quickly you quickly realize how reliant you are, like just how like ingrained it is in your life. We don't have, I mean, not not that uh, our cable box would have worked anyway, but we don't have a cable box. Um, so like our TVs are are completely useless. Um, the only thing that you could depend on for access to the outside world is your phone and i have limited data like i have 25 gigs uh, coming into this weekend i think i had used something like seven or eight gigs of my my uh, data for the month and my month expires in six days um right now i think i've used something like 19 gigs <laughs> so i've used in the last two days i've used like 10 gigs of data um so not the not the greatest look in the world but uh yeah, it's making me less enthusiastic about our move. I'll say I'll say that because I'll, I'll explain why specifically. We are we are going to be um, 
So there is no files in that area. And I love files. I, I love my Verizon service. It's always, it's always been solid. And my probably favorite thing about it, and this is, you know, hashtag no ads, but um, your upload speed is the same as your download speed. So we have 300 down and we also get 300 up. And we often find that our upload, or at least I often find that the upload speed is in fact higher than advertised, which is great. Um, but with Comcast, They'll be like, oh, you know, you can get this service for like, you know, 100 down or 200 down or whatever it is. But they don't tell you the upload speed in, in those advertised prices it, because your upload speed is, is always five mega, megabits per second. I don't know how to increase that because I couldn't find it when I was searching just, the, you know, the uh, the options out there. But I don't think you can get anything more than five megabits per second. That's not the worst, worst thing in the world. But when you are working from home and like occasionally I might download a file that I have to put on my personal computer first before I upload it to the servers. Uh, uploading a large file can take can take a longer just with that slower internet speed, with that slower upload speed. So um, that's one aspect. And then of course, like when gaming and things like that, I just don't want to be restricted in, in terms of the upload. I don't I don't think you would really, a game would really um, push that limit, honestly. But um, Honestly, I, I also feel like having such a low number in general is, is uh, just not not the best. But the, the biggest issue with Comcast is that they have data caps on their home internet. Now, you, have you had Comcast recently? No. Comcast is not available in this uh, jurisdiction. Who Who is there? Is it Time Warner? Uh, Time Warner is one of them. Uh, oh, okay. I think, I think called Spectrum now. <laughs> Oh, okay, gotcha. All right, but but you have FiOS also. Uh, I have FiOS. Yeah. Okay, got it, got it. All right, so there is no FiOS, there is no Google Fi. The only things that they have there um, are a couple like small time, like it's not like it's I don't I don't know what they call it, classify these things as, but like kind of slow internet options. Um, there's Comcast, of course. And then they also there's also AT&T. Now, AT&T would be a viable option, although I think they also have data caps, but I might be wrong on that. Um, I believe they have data caps, though, and I think that the data caps are only for the lower speed internets. So, um, or like the lower speed package options. So I think if there was the possibility to get the higher speed options in our neighborhood, which there, there is not at this time, um, we wouldn't be sub subject to those um, caps. But with Comcast, and I think they started rolling this out initially in just like a few cities or a few locations first. And um, they were basically restricting people to one terabyte of downloads per month, or maybe it's download and uploads combined. I'm not even sure about that. Um, one terabyte per month. Now, Sandy, you know that, uh, for example, video games have gotten a lot bigger in the last right. uh, the last uh, couple of generations of, of uh, consoles, or, or, or not even just, yeah, we'll just say, yeah, the last couple of generations of consoles. So like... Call of Duty, for example, when you first download that game to your to your um, your computer or your console, that's like a hundred gigabytes. That would be that single game in like a matter of an hour of downloading it would take up a tenth of your your uh, down of your um your your um a lot of traffic for that month. Let alone you decide to buy two games or three games that month and download download them to your uh, to your computer or or uh, console, and so. On top of the fact that you're, we're all working from home, so we're doing video conferencing, uh, which is also going to be included in that traffic. You're streaming a lot of TV shows because, like I said, I don't have cable, so I'm using YouTube TV. So everything that I watch, whether it's Netflix, YouTube, YouTube TV, anything is taken up bandwidth. So, like, 
that 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 goes that terabyte i'm con and i'm i don't even like torrent or anything like that i'm confident that i would blow through those stupid uh data caps pretty damn quickly i looked at my usage on my my personal computer over the last 30 days and it said i had something like 300 gigabytes over the last like 30 days i looked at my work computer and i was at like 250 gigabytes there i looked at my phone and i was at 100 gigabytes there and that was that, that 100 gigabytes is also slightly um, under a typical month just because I didn't have internet for the last two days. So that number just came from just came from today. Um, but then, of course, there is the traffic from the TVs, which I'm also watching. There's traffic from uh, my wife and her mom. So we would easily blow through this. It's actually 1.2 terabytes now. They, they increased it a little bit, I think, because of COVID. But like we would blow through these caps pretty quickly. So you can get around it by paying uh, like $25 or $30 extra per month. But it's not like you're. It's not like they, they introduced these data caps and lowered the price of the internet. What they did was kept the price of the internet the same, but added in this additional cost by saying, oh, if you go exceed the uh, your bandwidth for the month, We'll give you an extra 100, ter 100 gigabytes for $10 per 100 gigabytes, I think is what it is, up to $50 before we before we just you know give you unlimited at that point. Or you could just straight up pay for unlimited uh, at the beginning of the month by paying $25 or $30. What are you doing on your um, phone so that just, you have over 100 gigabytes? Like, if you're, if everyone's question, working from right? home, what, like, why, yeah. is, why are you not on Wi-Fi? No, no, I am that I am on the Wi-Fi. That that's a hundred that's a hundred gigabytes of Wi-Fi on my phone. Oh, so that doesn't count then. Does that count? Yes, because because my my LTE service is separate from that. My my LTE service, I have like twenty five gigs per month. Um, so like that 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 is not included in that hundred gig, gigabyte number. I could tell you I could tell you what it says right now. So it says gigabytes. I, I used a hundred says I used 111 gigabytes from June 13th to June 11th, or sorry, to June 13th to through July 11th. I'm trying to see. I think it tells you what you use by app, so it's loading right now. Because I didn't look at, I didn't look to see what it was specifically, but it's probably like just a yeah. Like I had 30 gigabytes watched on YouTube TV, so that's like streaming the basketball games over the last month just on my phone. I, that's pretty much all I watch on YouTube TV for my phone. I had 13 gigabytes on YouTube. I had 11 gigabytes on on Reddit. 10 gigabytes on Hulu. Seven on on HBO. Five gigabytes from the Google Play Store. So that's just like downloading up uh, updates to apps or movies. Um, Spotify's four and a half. So like, it just all adds up. I mean, even Instagram. I don't even upload photos on Instagram. 2.64 gigabytes. So it adds up pretty quickly especially like that's just three devices that's my phone my work computer and my per and my uh personal computer and then everybody else and everything else so um, they like trying to say oh you know can you get this uh like overage comped by your company i would suspect not but because like even if you're working I, from I, home I will unlikely be working from home, or at least if I'm working from home, it will only be part time. So if I do, if I do work home from home part time, then maybe. But honestly, like I, I, I'm not even sure if I would try. Why not? Yeah, I'm not, because we would be, we would be using it anyway. Like the amount of the amount of data that I use for work specifically just isn't. I don't think is uh 
is a significant impact. Like of that 250 that I mentioned previously, I don't actually know how much is from like work calls and, and uh, like data downloads for, for work. Um, like, or as compared to just like, oh, I got like Hulu on in the background on my other monitor, you know? <clears throat> Cause I suspect, I suspect it's like those streams or like music or whatever it is that I'm listening to or watching on that computer throughout the day. That's really using up a lot of that bandwidth. So that's that's the primary reason. Um, I don't know. All right. Well, I mean, it never hurts to ask, right? And especially if you're working from home, regardless, yeah. covering any bit is going to be helpful. Yeah, yeah, that is that that is true. Um, I guess I just yeah, I don't know. I think I think. Are you afraid maybe to ask? Lena's position, which no, I'm not afraid to ask, but I just don't feel like it's right to ask. I guess in my circumstance, because I don't feel like I would be using it, like. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I, I not that I don't think I'd be using. It. I don't think that it would be work's fault for why we would be going over. I think if anyone would have more of a a, a possibility of getting that, like or like I don't know what's the right phrasing, though, more of like a right to ask would be Lena because she's a hundred percent remote. Whereas I am either okay. only working from home <clears throat> zero days a week to two days a week. I don't I don't really know what the situation might end up being, but we'll just say for now. I won't be working from home, so I don't think there's any reason to ask at that point anyway. Like at this point, people are back in the office. People, most people are back in the office at this point. Okay. All right. Should we move on? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I know that it, this is actually not a, not old news, but this is something that's transpired a couple of weeks ago. I just think, based on the last few weeks of what we were. Uh, we've been talking about, I guess, not I think some precedents, but I think just weren't ready to share yet, but Carolyn and I have a, uh, a wedding day set. Uh, we nice have, time. we have a, uh, we have a venue, we have a wedding date. Uh, obviously, you know what it's like to plan a wedding. Uh, the first thing we had to do was figure out the guest list, uh, the potential guest list. And so once we, figured that detail out we were able to um then do some venue shopping i'll say now the way that we did venue shopping was we wanted our ceremony indoors and obviously most people are you know gonna have the reception and cocktail hour indoors even that's not really guaranteed you can sort of have have that as, as you wish but we just didn't want to have any part of the wedding uh really outside if necessary if possible we've just been to too many weddings where no part of being outside was like perfect you know there's either it's either too hot yeah. it's either too cold it's either too windy there's too many bugs uh the audio doesn't work because everyone's far away uh people are allergic to the grass or people are allergic to the whatever and it's you couldn't you cannot convince me that you as a human being have enough i'll say agency over things so that you can uh, control all those variables and so we just wanted to have it indoors uh now by doing yeah, it indoors you'll notice that like there's just not as many um, venues. And so we uh, 
we culled the list down really sort of uh, quickly. And then the, we saw one in the Hudson Valley, but and we put a deposit on it because they only had like one more date, I think, in 2021. That's how, I guess it was one more. Um, that, uh, no, it wasn't 2021. Oh, it was 2022, sorry. Because all of the weddings during COVID got pushed to 2021 and, and subsequently 2021 weddings got pushed to 2022 because we're obviously already in the year 2021. Yeah. So they only had one more date available in 2022 so we're like all right you know it's a fall saturday wedding um we liked it because it was indoors but it was sort of this building that was perched on the side of a mountain and so it right now it's got a, a golf course they're closing the golf course down but uh what we liked was floor to ceiling windows uh one large so two, two large rooms uh connected by a, a walkway and so if we wanted to, we could like, uh, you know, decorate it. But because of the large windows, we sort of essentially brought the outside in anyways. And yeah, the issue there and the other good thing was um, the it was pretty like all inclusive. So like all the chairs, all the silverware, whatnot, but also like all the food and the wedding cake was all included. Now, we like that. Nice. Because it's just like fewer decisions, and we also like the yeah. food because we we ate at the restaurant and the food was pretty good, um, but it was a little bit on the pricier end. Now it was still within budget. We might be pushing our budget by a touch, so nothing like we weren't blowing our budget by by going with this place. Uh, but what was frustrating was it like just required a little bit more interior decorating, uh, which just means more money, right? And so we had already placed, we already had two reservations, one at that venue and the other at the venue that we ended up going with just to go do like a site visit. And so uh, the first one was obviously in the Hudson uh, Hudson Valley. Well, it was nice again, last detail about the Hudson Valley one was because it was on the side of a mountain, there's like the Hudson River that like carves through the mountain, right? So there's all these like Hudson towns or whatever. So you could see, you could see West Point from the venue like you can see like the, the oh, castle wow. of west point and yeah. then you can see mountains and the river uh and so it's like very like very nice in that sense you sort of get everything there um but right. we sort of knew that like all right you know let's take a look at this other venue and we'll sort of decide that now the we put a deposit down for the first place it was non-refundable but it's not a big deal uh we figured if there's only one more day for 2021 let's just put a deposit down just to hold it right and that venue was very kind and generous to allow us to hold it for two full weeks because most people are only doing like 40 or 72 hour hold. She was like, well, we'll hold it for you for, for two weeks. I was like, great. And then we went to this other place. Uh, this place was in Northern Jersey. Um, and it was great. Uh, what we really liked about this venue was the inside of it was very well decorated. Now, because we want everything inside, it's fantastic. The uh, ceremony area is... Um, it's under like a clear awning. Uh, but I, I don't want to say awning. I'll, I'll say a retractable glass roof to be a little bit more precise. And there's like a living green wall that's already like created. So it's like, it's an awesome space. Very little decoration is necessary. We'll do a little bit, but very little. 
Um, the cocktail area is like really, really big, which is nice. It's like big, but also it doesn't, it won't feel empty by any stretch of the imagination. There's like some sofas, there's a lot of tables, just an outdoor area. Um, and then the reception area is also really, really nice. So all in all, we were more happy with the, uh, with the second venue. And so we decided, you know what, let's talk dates. And we were always interested in doing a Saturday wedding anyways, uh, but there were no more Saturday sort of dates available. And uh, we didn't want to like push all the way to like late 2023. So we took the best date available and that was uh, Saturday, January 14th, 2023, which is Martin Luther King weekend. Um, So I guess that's good to know early. Uh, we're, We're still trying to figure out like all the other stuff from this point on but at least with like the venue booked the next few things that we're just worried not worried about but prioritizing is going to be the dj and the uh photographer um so yeah that's sort of the the big news there is that we uh we have our wedding venue and wedding date set yeah that's awesome like that's that's uh that's big (laughs) you know that's like the most important thing getting that venue locked down because yeah once you get the once you get the venue and you and like the venue is the big thing then of course there's uh the food and dj photographer um i guess depending on where you where the ceremony is going to be like efficient you know some people get if you if it's not in a church for example at least um so yeah that's that's uh that's great now you just gotta do all the uh the other stuff the the decorations and all how much like how much is customizable on your end or is the venue really like doing a lot of that the venue's doing most of it which is great also really? food is included so this is like right yeah so yeah of course for your case yeah it wouldn't be so do you have food options do you have, like, we, different we do have we do have food options uh there are different packages for certain things um we're getting like i think 12 past hors d'oeuvres and like one or two tables of hors d'oeuvres it's also a farm to table place, so we can't do a tasting until about like three or four months out, because then that's when the seasonal menu kicks in. Oh, uh, wow. Um, okay. Okay. So it's like not a big deal at all, you know. It's just like, well, it is yeah, what yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, yeah. It's not a. It's not a. It's just yeah. One, again, once again, one less thing to worry about. That's awesome, though. Yeah. So we're we're excited uh, to have this like detail lockdown. I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, yeah, we're definitely excited for it. Can't wait to be there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll, Another, uh, things will get uh, communicated whenever they're uh, important to be communicated. But um, yeah, you got plenty of time for this one, really. Yeah, yeah. So we're excited about that. Um, we do want to get the photographer and DJ because apparently they'll book up one and a half to two years in advance. And so we're like, all right. Smokes. Yeah, it's wow. just it's sort of like a, there's like a backlog, you know, of like uh, of dates and whatnot. Yeah, and so it, it yeah it makes sense just like get all that stuff done as as quickly as possible. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah, so that's really the uh, the big news that that I wanted to share. All right. Yeah, should we get out of here? Yeah, I don't think I really have much anything else myself. Yeah, yeah, it sounds good. All right, cool. All right. Well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. See you guys next week.